0: Hey everyone, hope you can hear me. Sorry, a little bit of a uh, a rush setup on my end, uh, kind of getting everything situated here. This is Steven Jensen along with Jesse Davin in audio form right below me. Um, yeah, hope you guys are doing good. We're gonna be talking a lot about AEW and uh, especially the debut of Malachi Black because that is a uh, something a lot of people are interested in, including myself. Before we get started, how you doing, Jesse?
1: Doing good. Can't seem to stay freaking not sick. So, still trying to get better. But um if my voice goes out halfway through, I'll do my best to bring it back. <laughs> but uh, we're hanging in there. My neighbor just had her baby, so I'm really excited. She had her baby yesterday.
0: Oh, congratulations yeah, to her.
1: Yeah, little boy. I won't say her name cuz duh, but we're super excited for that Um we got hit by a tropical storm, but we're all good. No damage. So, I've been dealing with sickness, tropical storms, new babies, all sorts of stuff.
0: Yeah, good deal. Um, How, are How are you? I'm doing good. As we were talking before the show, um, and by the way, I'm in a different chair today than normal. I'm sitting in like a dinner chair because uh, my computer chair uh, kind of broke on me. I think I, I think it's fixable, but it's a good uh, it's a good uh, like foot. Uh, I'm sitting up so high, I'm basically like a bar stool. And the, uh, the bottom of it, I don't have, like, the foot rests on, so Mm. I'm using, like, my, uh, my normal computer chair is, like, a foot and, like, arm and shoulder. It's actually kind of a nice little way to rest my arms up here like this, so it's not too bad. Um, but, um, but, yeah, I can't remember what we were talking, oh, yeah, before we went, before we went live, I was telling you that, I was up, like, pretty much all night last night watching indie wrestling, um. So, it was a great night to be a wrestling fan. I didn't watch SmackDown, but I did watch, like, six wrestling shows last night. And it was awesome. So, I'm still buzzing from that. I um I literally, like, I was so vivid, like, the dreams I was having last night. It, oh, like, really? But they were dreams I normally don't. It was, like, deathmatch dreams. It was wild. Like...
1: Oh. That's crazy. Oh yeah,
0: and then I like, and then I got in a deathmatch somehow. Like in my dreams. Like I, I was feeling like I I was feeling myself pulling barbed wire out of my forehead while I was sleeping. That's that's how much that's how much deathmatch wrestling I watched last night. Um but uh but yeah, I mean good uh it was a great night and I'm a little bit tired, but I'm, uh, I'm kicking kicking into gear and we got UFC two uh two sixty four tonight over on the fightful YouTube channel if you want to join me, Jeremy Lambert, and I think Sean Ross Sapp will be joining us. Uh, we got Conor McGregor versus Dustin Poirier three tonight, which is huge, and we'll also be live for Stephen Wonderboy Thompson versus um, Gilbert Burns as well for the Comeyan event. So if you're a, if you're a fan of uh, mixed martial arts, join us tonight on all the major you know outlets and platforms that Fightful does. Um, They're streaming. We'll be on you know YouTube, Twitter, uh, Facebook, all that good stuff. So good night tonight. Great night yesterday, and uh, yeah, I know I know you had a couple of things you wanted to get off your chest before we actually got into AEW. If you wanted to start off yeah. with that,
1: well, first off, um, thank you so much, Corey, for the super chat.
0: Oh, I missed it. Thank you, Corey.
1: Yeah, he had a super chat super early. It says lots of loves you all. Check out onlyfans.com/slash jesse the buckeye. Thank you for that plug, Corey, and thank you for the donation. <laughs> we really,
0: yeah, we really. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Savannah is or oh, I shouldn't that. My baby is teething <laughs> right now. Um, so she's. I'm trying to keep her happy and keep her from biting me and all that stuff. So if you hear a grunting baby, just ignore it. But um, thank you so much, Corey. But yeah, I had a huge problem last night with SmackDown, and that was opening the show and basically spotlighting spotlighting um someone who had just been arrested for DUI, who blew a .206, which is insane. That's almost what like. What
0: is it? 0.08 is legal, that's right? It's like
1: four times the legal limit, right?
0: Yeah, it sounds about. Right. I mean, the math sucks, but it was it was significantly over the limit, yes.
1: No, it's like three times the legal limit. But like still that's um I don't really understand the uh, logic behind that. I feel like and and I'm gonna, I'm going to say I'm not here to judge. I'm not here to um act like I know the entire situation because I don't. And I want to just tread very lightly because it is a very sensitive topic. And like I said, I don't really know the extent of the situation and the background of it. However, just hearing that he was pulled over for, I believe it was running a stop sign or a red light going 50 and a 35. He exited the vehicle because the officer smelled um, alcohol on his breath and he was swaying or he was very unstable on his feet. He blew a point two zero five and then I believe a point two zero six and I just need to tell you guys that's not okay my I have a um I know I have someone close to me that I know that blew or they did not blow a point two four they had their blood drawn at the hospital and they had their blood alcohol was point two four because guess what happened they lost control of their vehicle ran into a tree their passenger was immediately killed because she was cut in half they stopped counting his broken bones at 40 oh he God. was in the ICU for 6 months he was in a coma for a month while he was in a coma his his aunt died and his father died he woke up not not he woke up to so much tragedy not just from his accident but just because of life things that happen like I've seen, he he his blood alcohol was 0.24. That's not that far off, Jimmy. And I don't really think that you want to have that much blood on your hands. And I just don't understand why a company is allowing this to happen. The man clearly needs help. This is not the first time. This is not the first mistake. When you get behind the wheel of a vehicle, you are not only putting your life in danger, you're putting thousands of other people at danger that you pass by on the street. And I just, I, I just, I really do hope the best for him. But to me to just immediately seemingly ignore it from what we know, it looks like they're ignoring it and to put him back into a storyline. It just, to me, condones that behavior. And for me to have seen my somebody that I know go through what they did, not that far off from his condition really scares me. And I don't think that it's okay. And i think that it's something that needs to be addressed and i really do wish the best for him but this needs to stop there needs to be zero 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 exceptions to drinking and driving it's not okay every time you do it you're risking your life and somebody else's life multiple people and i'm just i'm not okay with it and and it really sucks because i do enjoy smackdown and while i enjoyed the storyline i don't enjoy a storyline more than people's lives and more than the safety of others and i really think that something needs to be done so that's my little rant no
0: yeah you're totally right as we were talking before the stream i i my kind of thing with it was like do i condone someone who's who's made that mistake once no like i'm not like i'm i I think drinking driving is one of the dumbest things you can do it's like it's dangerous enough just driving like think about just that small margin between your lane and the lane next to you and just how easy it is, even when you're not drunk or texting or any of those things that could, that could screw up your driving, how easy it is just to, just to go off, just to honestly just to grab the handle wrong. And then you're crashing headfirst right into the person coming the other direction. I mean, the margin is so small and that's just driving around in everyday life. Like in that risk is out there. So I think when you're out there, you know, texting and driving or drinking and driving and all these things that can like really, screw up your focus and concentration on the road i don't i don't i obviously don't think any of it's good like i don't want it done i don't i think it's terrible like when i see people even i know we're talking about DYS at the moment but even when i see people like texting with like their like oh, I, I look over at them and if like their windows down or something I mean, literally I, honking I, I it's really screwed up i never honk at them because i feel like they'll hear that and then like you know, like, yeah, exactly, and then they will like wind up crashing or something. So like, I don't even honk, but a lot of the time, if their windows down or something, I will I will yell over to them like, you know, put your phone. A lot of time I just yell dumbass at them to be honest. But I was like, yo, you, you. something about their phone or for a red light, I'll be like, yo, I like you gotta stop. Like this is yeah. like I it's it's, but it's one of those things too where like, okay, you make that mistake one time. Let's say let's say you go out, and you drink a little too much, like. Because there's also that thing that I have to be realistic about also. You go out, you have a good time, you maybe have one or two beers, and maybe you do that all the time, but like your blood alcohol level is the legal limit. You know what I mean? But you don't know. But you are buzz driving. You are technically drunk driving. Once again, not condoning it, but I'm just saying, if that was the case and it happened one time and the dude came out and was like, look... I've really screwed up here. I need to take accountability for this. I need to make sure I'm getting Ubers or taxis or whatever. And you can't do what I'm doing. Like you go out to the public and say like, I made this mistake. You guys have to learn from this. Like, and I will never do this again. The problem with Jimmy Uso is it keeps happening. And and once again, it's a problem to do it even once. But like, that's the thing is like there, there's levels to it. You know what I mean? We're like, yeah. You know, I go to a bar. I drink. I drink beer all the time. But like if I drink two or three beers, I might blow heavy and I should not be behind a wheel. Jimmy Uso's face <laughs> when they showed that mugshot, it was like that guy was drunk. Like that He's, guy was straight up drunk.
1: Yeah. A um, point a point 206, you're, that's like it's like blackout. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's... And once again, I need to stress this so much. Like, I'm not making excuses for, like, anybody who goes out and, like, drinks a few and then gets in their car and they're up that limit and they think they're okay to drive. That's probably how most accidents happen is people think they're okay to drive. But when you have a pattern like this and then you're just on television that night or whatever, two days later or whatever it was, like, that, that's definitely concerning because you don't... Because if, if, if that's how it's handled, like, there's no incentive for him to, to change anything about it. Like... You know, and I've had I've had problems throughout the years with the guys like Jeff Hardy too, because Jeff Hardy yeah. has a you know a very similar history with stuff like that. Um, but 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 to be fair, a lot of the time when he's dealt with that, they've either suspended him or he's lost his job with the company, or like, you know, it isn't he isn't on TV getting pushed right after a DUI. Like he has like you won't see him for a while. And Jeff's kind of an interesting case because he, he has so much like personal baggage that like I think he's always gonna be an addict to some degree. Um, right. Not condoning it once again, but like Jimmy Uso clearly has an alcohol problem. Like clearly, like how, yeah. how could you be this famous of a person and know that there were eyes on you and there's a microscope on you and you're still out there doing it?
1: it? It's scary and it makes me like fear for his health because it feels like it's a serious problem. And like I said, I don't wanna speculate. Like I'm, I'm very sensitive about that because I don't know the entire situation but he is a public figure. So I do feel comfortable speaking on it a little bit. It's just, it's not okay. It's just not okay. Like I said, I, it made TMZ. Like, it's not like it was just kind of brushed on, it was like a super top secret thing that only wrestling fans knew. It made mainstream news. Like, so WWE, I just, the man needs help. I feel like he's crying for help and no one's listening. That's what I mean, maybe they are listening. I don't know. Maybe they're, they were closing it out kind of last night. I'm not sure, but, um, it's just, it's really scary. And we do have some super chats. I see, um, Kenny, the bat, that bastard one. Thank you so much. says why I'm here. I did it for (laughs) Jesse.
0: Jesse reigns the (laughs) tribal chief.
1: Yes. Oh, thank you so much, Kenny. That means a lot. And then Corey with $5, lots of love to you, Jesse always here for you. Thank you so much. And I, really appreciate that Corey, and i see our chat kind of is in agreement with us as well that you know and i and i don't think anyone is like chastising him or like blaming like you know what i mean they're, they're they want him to get help We i think that's the whole point we all want him to get help
0: right it's just frustrating as a fan because you have like i mean once again this is this i there's no way me knowing really for sure but like it's one of those things we have to believe this has to do with roman being who he is like you know what i mean because like i I feel like i feel like most other performers in that situation would have been suspended or lost their job especially if it's a repeat offense like that and it's like it just seems like every time that like naya did something that got her a bunch of heat nothing happened every time that this happened with jimmy nothing happens like they're probably terrified to 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 upset Roman Reigns because he's all they have. Like that, he's all that company has. So somehow his fa- I shouldn't say somehow, but I feel like his family is getting preferential treatment. Like, and that's you know that just is what it is. But I'm just saying like I, they 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 need to if that is the case, they need to literally just get that out of their brains and and treat the rest of his family just like they treat everybody else because it's it is unacceptable. Like, And I'm a very liberal, like, lenient guy. Like, I'm very, you know, I feel like people should be able to do whatever they want. I I go as far as to say this. I don't even have a problem with places like, I think it's like Portland and stuff, that have pretty much decriminalized every type of drug. Like, I don't even care. Like, if you want to go off and you want to do heroin and ruin your own life, by all means. As long as you're not ruining anyone else's life. I really don't care what people do with their own lives. But when you're doing the kind of stuff that he's doing... And like you mentioned earlier, and you're putting literally yourself and everybody else on that road at risk, and you're doing it over and over again, not only is it a problem, it's an even bigger problem when you're literally right back on television in the main storyline of the show, like nothing had happened.
1: I know, and obviously I want to preface by, like, all the, you know, obviously a DUI and putting people's lives at risk is much more of a bigger story than a storyline, so I don't want to like minimize what a DUI is and how serious it is, but it's like, man, if if you, I I just it doesn't make sense to me. If if you're you're willing to keep a storyline going after someone has basically almost killed himself and other people, put lives at risk, broken the law, like that's a felony, you know. Yeah. I, I believe at that point your blood alcohol level that high, that's a felony, you know. Something that serious to just kind of brush on the rug for the sake of television, it seems. That's what it looks like to me.
0: Well, and it's like, it's like they know that the fans, they know the fans know this too. That's what's confusing also is like you're. And
1: that's fair to Jimmy because the fans know that and they know that the fans are going to give them, you know, shit right. for Jimmy's going to get shit for it. He's already going through a lot. I mean, he deserves to kind of get shit for making that mistake, but the man clearly needs help. It's like it, publicly shaming him What is what it looks like to me. It, it, that's not going to help. Sure. Like, get the man some help. Like, take whatever dignity he has left and let him get better. Like, for real. We're all rooting for him. His comeback would be amazing to live a sober life. It's You can do it. He can do it. I know plenty of people that live a sober life. The person I, I know, they had never broken the law once. They had never gotten a speeding ticket. They'd never gotten a parking ticket when this happened. And, like, but, I mean, he's sober now. He's been sober for six years. Like, I mean, he served his time, but he has to live with that every day. And, I don't know, man, I just... I just want to tell Jimmy, I, I believe in you, and I believe that you can live a sober life. Not that he's going to watch this, but I I do believe in Jimmy, and I do believe that he has the power to live a healthy and sober life and defeat these demons that he's fighting, you know? He's yeah. strong. It's, he's strong enough. He can do it.
0: And he has a lot of resources, which does help. Like, you know, there's a lot of people that, like, get in these kind of positions, and they're like, dirt poor and it's like stuff they can't they feel like they can't dig themselves out of like he has great people around him he has financially he's i mean unless he's blown all his money which i just highly doubt like he has my point with that is like i feel like for him it should be something where like it's not going to be easy if he has a real problem but like man like you have you can go out and like do anything you want without going and getting drunk like you have the opportunity, like, you know what I mean? Like you can, you have yeah. the money to go, like go get your mind off of it. Like go have fun. Do go on a vacation with your family? Go on, you know, whatever, what that doesn't involve alcohol, you know, like go, go, go to a, a top level rehab spot. Like one of those like really nice, like resort rehab places and like get yourself yeah. better. Like you have the resources to, to, yeah. to fight this. Um, you know, I, I, yeah, it's, 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 it's tough. Cause like, like Corey said in the chat um, and he's right about that. He said, um, you know, they helped William Regal get better. they helped a lot of people get better. Um, sure. one, of, one of the things about the WWE I'll always give them credit for. I might not be a fan of their current product, but like, I do really, um, I do really applaud them for their policy about anyone who's ever worked for them. Doesn't matter if it's been in the last 30 years. Doesn't matter if it was a, a week ago they will cover the rehab and and uh any kind of expenses for to get any of their former talent or current talent help like they spent i can't remember what the number was but they sent they've spent more money on Scott Hall than like the next person times like four or something like they've put like it's like six figures probably worth of of help into Scott Hall alone like they're they're willing to help people like i mean you could also say what you all about the pro wrestling business, maybe driving people to some of these issues. But, you know, at the end of the day, the WWE doesn't really have to even help anyone who doesn't work for them anymore. And they do. They help a lot of people, a which lot I, of people,
1: which is great. I really do think that that's great. But they I don't know, man, well, they shouldn't I shouldn't be
0: putting but they're, they're, it. But is strange with Jimmy. It really is, because like he's yeah. right there on television as as the problems happening.
1: It's, it's, it's like it's almost insulting to him it's like what you don't believe in him to get better like he's is he a lost cause to you that's what it feels like to me i mean i can't speak for jimmy and i can't speak for anyone else but myself but for me from my perspective it's like come on man yeah don't you value this guy's life don't you value the lives of other people on the road with this guy like come on
0: hundred percent because it isn't even just him like it'll be there's probably plenty of scenarios with like him his brother Naomi maybe Roman I mean there's like any of their friends in the company I mean yeah you're you're right about because I didn't even really consider that part of it which is like totally something worth thinking about like it isn't just him getting behind the wheel could be him behind the wheel with a car full of people and then something happens to everybody I mean like that's yeah it's not cool like there's nothing it's nothing funny about it like it's it's, you know, it's one of those okay. things. Had this happened and he wasn't on television, oh, I probably wouldn't have even talked about it today because it would have been like, you know what? That's his business. He needs to go get help. And but but it's it's something we do need to talk about because it's like the whole wrestling world knows about it, but he's still right there, right in the middle of the biggest storyline on the show.
1: Yeah, I know. Oh, Jesus, oh, yeah. okay. Um. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> Yeah, I know. I just, I really do like to just to close it out. I wish him the best, and I really hope that he gets the help that he desperately needs.
0: Same, we're pulling for you, Jimmy. Like like Jesse said, we know you'll never watch this, but like this wasn't something of us just like sitting here to roast Jimmy Uso. It's actually the the exact opposite. It's hey, people care about you. People care about other people as well, and like it's just a it is a strange look for the WWE to do that. It just for anyone involved. Like I just, it's just a strange look. Um, and we want him to get better. Hopefully, I don't know. Hopefully he does. I mean, I have I have faith. I, not that I'm a very religious person, but I, I have faith that he'll, you know. The good the good thing is there, there is a lot of wrestlers who turn it around. A lot, a lot of them don't, but a lot of them do. Like more more than we realize, I think that like really that do get it together. Um, and I'm just hoping he's one of them. You know, I really do. Um, he's got a lot of talent. A lot of people love him. He is a part of one of the most important wrestling families on earth like we're we we want the best we want the best for him and everybody involved and we want the best for the strangers that could possibly be affected by those kind of actions like that's i think we're being totally um uh uh reasonable about our feelings about this you know what i mean so um so yeah that's that um we de- you know, I'm glad Jesse wanted to bring that up today because that is something that we definitely needed to talk about, especially for people in the chat or people that might hear oh. this later on in like the audio form or, or on YouTube later. Like, if you have any kind of problems like that, just know like this is how we feel about it. You know what I yep. mean? Like, we don't think this is cool. We don't think drinking I'm driving good. is cool.
1: I'm not gonna chastise you. I'm not gonna think ill of you, especially if you get help. One of the strongest, most courageous things you can do is admit you have a problem and then to get help for it. And to defeat it.
0: And you'll be surprised how often people, like, really have your back. Like, you don't even realize it until you say something, and it's like, oh my god, I have this entire support system around me that I didn't even know. Like, I didn't need these drugs to begin with. You know what I mean?
1: Exactly. Exactly.
0: So, um, so yeah, um and thank you once again Corey for the super chats and Kenny the bastard for the super chat uh, that is very much appreciated I didn't realize Corey hit us with a 25 bomb before he even started Um, I I just now pulled up the the stream lab so I could see it all but thank y'all so much Um, now on a much happier and brighter note we have let me see if I can find the actual results there we go Oh, um, we had oh. AEW Dynamite on Wednesday.
1: Every time that picture of the Young Bucks comes up, I think it's Guy Fieri.
0: What, oh, what, uh, for, uh, for Nick? Yeah. <laughs> With his hair? Sorry. Have I shown you this on stream? This, this guy? Oh
1: my god, Funko Pop?
0: Guy Fieri holding a hamburger.
1: God, boom. <laughs> Get some money.
0: Yes, um, it's funny because like he he made it onto my desk. <laughs> um, I have I have the most <laughs> random people on my desk. Um,
1: the legend.
0: He is he is a legend. He's he he lives amongst um, Kirby Puckett, Ken Griffey oh. Jr. and Cody Rhodes on my on my desk here.
1: Wow, that's a mighty company right there.
0: This, this is um just for any any collectors out there. Just because so, a lot of people know like, I'm a, I'm a big collector. This is probably my favorite Cody figure. It's the old. What well, do you got oh, the the yeah. mask and the brown bag. I, I love that figure. Um, I love his AEW figures too, but that that one is especially cool to me. Um, so dynamite. I thought this. uh we'll, we'll talk a little bit about the show. We we were planning on going live for about an hour or so. Y'all, so as always, this isn't you know if you want to support the show, by all means, super chats you can do right through YouTube. Donation link is in the description below. Uh, if you want your comment read, if you have any predictions for any, like if the UFC show tonight, or you have any predictions for upcoming shows, or anything you want to talk about in the world of wrestling, or even independent wrestling, I watched like six indie shows last night. So, um, if you want to, if you want to guarantee that your voice gets heard and we we read that out, just make sure you're sending a super chat or donation, and it'll also be heard on the audio version of this show, which I upload the following day on uh, on all the major platforms for Fight Talk. So um that being said this episode of dynamite ruled like
1: so fun
0: with fans back and i mean and we might and we we gotta just jump right into it because this is what people are gonna want to hear about this is i've I've been waiting to talk to you about this all week yeah all right so tommy end alistair black malachi black whatever you want (laughs) to call him um he made his debut the place went nuts. He was still rocking like the little eye gimmick from uh, from, to which is like something we hardly ever see. And one thing I want to just say before I throw it over to you because I want to give I want to hear all your thoughts about his debut. The one thing that I think is one of the things that I think is interesting about it is Excalibur on commentary like they 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 reference him as Tommy N multiple times. They're like, this is Tommy N, but like. He looks different. Something's up with him. He is it's Tommy, but like an Excalibur was like, Oh, this is Malachi Black. And what that leads me to believe is he's gonna play a split personality, like uh, similar to not not like the Fiend, but in theory similar to the Fiend, where I think he's gonna have I think he is gonna be Tommy N part of the time and it'll be Malachi Black part of the time is how I think it's gonna wind up working out, which I think could be really cool. Um, so what do you think about all of this and uh and the actual debut, after 30 days, WWE didn't realize that they didn't have him under a 90-day non-compete. And he got out of his 30-day. That's so.
1: beautiful. <laughs> it's, like, just hilarious. But I will say, to WWE's credit, they have been allowing people out of their 90-day non-compete clause. I do know that Fightful and Sean Rushdie have been reporting that. So we're not going to, like say they wouldn't have done it but it is really hilarious that they just had a big oopsie like that like a big oopsie doodles and so that's really funny but here's what happened so I thought that it was going to happen right after the the Cody Rhodes match because the lights went out you know it faded to black in the middle of the match Yes. and I didn't realize that there was going to be another Cody segment if I would have known that I wouldn't have gone to go wash my face oh And I, you know, I just give it, the baby had fallen asleep. I had given the baby to my husband. We're watching Dynamite. I'm like, I'm going to go wash my face really quick and like get my food ready because I literally have until like nine o'clock at night to do like literally anything for myself. All of a sudden you can hear him like whispering, screaming, Jessica, Jessica. And I like run out and I, cause I, I kind of knew because, uh, Fightful Select, if you remember Fightful Select, there had been some speculation uh, released that that day in, in the emails. And if you had been watching Sean Ross Sapp's Twitter, he was like, I'm like 5% sure that I'm like 99% sure about something.
0: Yes, he was like, I don't want to put speculation out there, but you'll probably want to hear about this speculation. <laughs> uh,
1: props to uh, Fightful Select. I really do highly recommend that service. Um, I really Yes, because, you know, not only is it cool for Scoopsies, but uh, Steven <laughs> Jensen has the weekender over there. So it's really... A highly recommend so I immediately I highly recommended service. So then I immediately knew what it was. So I ran out here and I saw him right before he black messed Cody Rhodes. And um it was freaking awesome. And so I didn't get to hear I had to go back and see the initial reaction. Obviously the crowd just went absolutely wild. It was a great surprise for the first ah. real legit show back on the road. Um, I thought it was fantastic. Like you said I really do enjoy the uh, the black eye. Yeah. I did enjoy, I did enjoy a uh, commentary. But I love, I, was it, <laughs> yeah. Was it Jr. It was like Tommy End or whatever his name's gonna be. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah, right. Yeah, he actually said or whatever his name's gonna be.
1: <laughs> Which you know I appreciate. <laughs> I mean, As it's a, better
0: than him saying WWE Dynamite last week.
1: Yeah, that was so funny. But anyways. <laughs> And I love how people that like hate AEW think that's gonna be offensive. It's like Ow Oh my god, I'm getting I'm getting hit.
0: <laughs> she's
1: hardcore. She's yeah, hardcore. She's 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 deathmatch baby. Ah, oh my god. Okay. Um <laughs> I'm being oh my god. <laughs> okay, anyways, I'm I'm guarding myself. But yeah, it was really, really awesome. Um I really enjoyed it and I did see that he liked a tweet that said a lot. It was like and I'm paraphrasing the tweet. It was like a lot of people are um, wondering if it's Tommy End or Malachi Black. It was like Malachi Black is the character, Tommy End is the vessel, yeah. or something. Like that. So he liked that tweet because I was going through his likes for some reason. I don't know why. I, I, you, it was probably the night that I got no sleep and I was just not doing anything. I was looking way too much into everything. So. Um, yeah, so I'm really really excited. This has bringing in bringing in Tommy End to me is almost it's to the level, not quite at the level, but it's to the level of like a Daniel Bryan on the dream Matchmaker ability. Like I was thinking like Hangman Page and Tommy End, obviously Andrade and him are going to have some fun ones. Um him and Cody will have some good ones. I really hope that Uh, Tommy Ann goes... Or Malachi Black goes over. There's just so many fun matches that could happen. There's, you know, him and Kenny, obviously, would be fun. It's just him and Miro, him and... uh, I don't even know. Just, like, literally just throw a name. Like, just throw a dart at some names on a board, and it'll be a, a dream match. And I'm really, really excited. The thing I love about AEW is that I feel like I'm never... I'm never like excited and then instantly get worried about how they're gonna be booked like I do in WWE. Right. Like kind of like with the call-ups last night with um Tegan Knox and Shotzi Blackheart, you know I was excited and I was like, oh no! I mean they're a little bit more safe in the women's division because there's like no one, but it's also scary and then they like I mean like take their names away, like and just give them like one name.
0: Oh, is it just like Tegan it's and like, Shotzi or something?
1: I think it's just Knox.
0: Oh, just Knox. Oh, they went with the the, the last name, just Knox.
1: Um, I think, but then he was calling her Tegan Knox the entire time. But then again, maybe he was just familiarizing himself. This baby just spit out. I
0: I think, I think for them, they're they're probably banking on the tank keeping them over. Like you know, with the fans back, that tank will will probably be pretty get a pretty big pop.
1: (laughs) in it put t-shirts in the tank and shoot off t-shirts cool yes idea. that is oh my god that's how you get them over make it a t-shirt gun tank yes
0: that they
1: will
0: i remember china used to come out with the uh the big uh yeah. wasn't a t-shirt gun it looked like a t-shirt gun but it, you know it shot the uh the pyro yeah um Corey just real quick said uh I wish Chris Hero would reform Death by Elbow with Tommy End. That'd be cool. the The reason I'm reading that 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 uh, comment out is because I've been thinking a lot about Chris Hero lately because he hasn't surfaced like anywhere. He's been doing podcasting, but he hasn't wrestled since he left the WWE. And I was thinking because you know him and Rachel Elring are a couple. I was thinking maybe he'd be Ooh. one of the big surprises for Slammiversary next weekend. Could be. Um, I'd also love to see him in AEW, just for what it's worth. But I just felt like, you know, I feel like Chris Heroes should be, especially with fans coming back, I feel like we'll be seeing him again soon. So I wanted to read that one out. And, um, yeah, I mean, the, the possibilities are really endless for Malachi Black in uh, in AEW. Like, and it's so perfectly set up, too, where, like, if Sting and Darby need more help against, like, a big stable, he's, like, the perfect guy to be in that group with them. Like Who? with uh, you can do Malachi, Black, Darby, and Sting.
1: Ooh, spicy! Like yeah. just
0: like those dark, and you can even throw like something like Thunder Rosa in there. Has like the similar paint and stuff. If they wanted to do like a like a group, like of like Sting, like a Sting managed group, kind of like FTR or not FTR. Um, the the Team Taz. If they wanted yeah. more people in that. Um. Now another thing that I'll I'll mention is, I know the internet is has been pretty loud about like cody better put over malachi cody better put over malachi i'm pretty sure he's gonna put over malachi like i'm pretty sure like i i I, and if and if he doesn't the only reason i think he he might not but but eventually well like if he doesn't do it in the first match if they wind up doing a series of matches i really do believe that like this will be the feud between the two of them that will turn cody into a full-fledged heel at some point in the near future yeah! because the fans are gonna cheer for malachi over cody because he's new into the company they've been running this this is his big chance to like prove what the wwe wouldn't let him do all these years um and there's a lot already a lot of the fan base that's that, that wants to boo cody so it's like it he makes... was over
1: it's over in miami though
0: yeah yeah for sure um but I, but I think Black's gonna be more over with them like one on one squaring off like that, and I think that it would even get Cody, heat if he won because people, now I I don't feel like this because I'm obviously I'm a huge Cody guy like I I always want Cody to win I want him to be the the best guy in the whole thing, but if Cody beat Malachi Black he would get so much heat. From the wrestling yeah. community, because people like people think that he's like Triple H, which it isn't true. But there are a very few little parallels between like Cody right now and Triple H in the early two thousands when he was beating everyone's favorite wrestlers like Booker T and Rob Van Dam and all these guys. Um, the difference, though, is like Cody is not beating. Like I'm sorry, but like it, it, I do I think QT Marshall is like seriously underrated for how good he is. Like he's yeah. really, really solid. Um mm-hmm. but like I'm gonna keep it real. Like if you're looking at Cody versus like Cody should beat QT Marshall. Cody should beat Anthony Agogo. Cody should beat these people he's been beating. Like they're like they're not on his level. I'm sorry. But yeah. but Malachi Black is. And that's the difference. Is like I think Cody will put over people that are on that level that they can really do a lot with. Like right now, that's also why he put over Darby. Like because Darby was right there. Like he was yep. he was the, the next guy up. Like ready to break out. And it's like Cody put him over. And I feel like people don't really talk about that. They just talk about Cody like he just holds everyone down. Like that is not the case. Um, he's putting over the people that should get put over. Like do y'all really think? Like, like the people that, that were mad about that. Anthony and Gogo sucked in that match against Cody. He wasn't ready. He was not ready. It's not his fault, but he wasn't ready. And they definitely went home early in that match. Like, that was an audible... I guarantee it that, that Cody read the room and was like, yo, they are dead for this match. I'm hitting you with a vertebrae. We're getting out of here. I'm not going to hit you with the crossroads. Like, we're, we just got to get out of here. Um. So that's the difference. Malachi Black is on that level and they can have him in the main event as a big star going for the title immediately anthony agogo might be good one day um he got a great he got a great start on his run but it's going to be a while it's going to be a long term you know it's going to it's going to be a build to get to the place where anthony agogo can be taken seriously as a, as a world title contender but malachi black is already a world title contender so like that's those are the differences you know what i mean
1: Yeah, absolutely. I, and I think that's a really good point that uh, a lot of people are failing to see. So I think that's a really good point. So um, you're right. The the other people, it would have been nice for them to go over. They, it wasn't the right moment.
0: Because think about it. What if if a go-go wins and he doesn't get injured? Like, do you really want to, like, like if that match with Cody was that bad and like people can say what they want about Cody, but like you can't you can't say that the guy isn't good in the ring because he is i mean he's very very if, if you're looking at you know a very like what a traditional pro wrestler is or even a kind of like a wwe style wrestler like cody nails that every time it's a very mm-hmm. simple type of formula but yeah. imagine anthony gogo having to go out there with like anyone else that might not be quite as as like polished as cody like it mm-hmm. just and, and the thing with cody was that bad like, you don't want to, you don't want to just, like, YOLO push somebody for just for the <laughs> sake of, like, keeping a few internet fans happy. Like, yeah, so, not worth it. Yeah.
1: We um. do have a super chat from Deshaun. So, thank you so much, Deshaun. It says, hey, Jesse, how are you, beautiful? So, how was that episode of WWE Dynamite? Laugh. You troll. We were, just, <laughs> we were just talking about that, Deshaun. Thank you so much. We're doing okay over here. Still sick been sick for a freaking month. Um, but we're trying it better and um yeah, we really enjoyed it. Um that's what we're talking about right now. So you're just in time. So thank you so much for the super chat. We really appreciate it.
0: Thank you very much, Deshaun. Very much appreciated. Um thank you for coming <laughs> into the show. And uh, the yeah, we, we were just talking about the WWE Dynamite thing. Um I feel bad for JR. Like I like I know what I mean. Like I'm I'm not one of those I like, I did tweet about it because I thought it was funny. You know, yeah. that's it was that simple. I wasn't like you fire this man. It was just like, I mean, it's like, no. To be honest, it wasn't even so much uh, on about Jr. that I thought it was funny. It was the whole, like, it's just so on par for AEW. Unfortunately, where like they have this amazing match, this incredible video package, and then they right. could have just like just went to black, and instead like they had to just do that. It's like the it's like the explosion. And like the yeah. the little things where it's like
1: the crash pad, the
0: crash pad, right? It's like it's like you had it, it was there, you nailed it, knocked the grand slam out of the park, and then you just had to do that one little thing at the end. <laughs> like.
1: um, so uh, I know that that video package though made me emotional because I was I was one of like seven people that was in the crowd for the Saturday Night Dynamite that. Um, Brody Lee won the TNT championship and just, I had no idea in that moment that it was going to be so monumental for numerous reasons. So like, I was like emotional as hell. <laughs> and then <laughs> JR, oh man, tension breaker though, I guess. Uh, man. By tears away.
0: Yeah. You know, do I think JR is the best person for AEW's commentary? I don't I don't but I also the guy the guy's been saying WWE for like the last what like 30 years of his life or something I mean it's like it's an understandable mistake but it's unfortunately a mistake you just can't make like those are the only three letters you're not supposed to say
1: <laughs> it's like, yeah, I mean, the man's not wired to say them. my god
0: oh man
1: you gotta, you just gotta give JR a break like he he, you gotta grandfather him in under like a legacy yeah option to like meme ability. You know what I mean?
0: Yes. I mean I I think he's the best wrestling commentator in history. You know what I mean? Oh,
1: like I like the guy. He's great. He is. And um, I, I love his Twitter. Like just re- just like just now, he was like he posted like, I'm so excited to be eating breakfast at Mary's bakery. This is the best breakfast ever. And it's just him, it's a picture of him, he's just stone cold face. Like he looks miserable. But you know <laughs> I love it. Uh, or the time you like went to the spa and like posted a picture with Wee Wee for everybody to see. Wait, with who? He went to like a foot spa. He was getting his feet rubbed at like a nail salon or something. He was posting a picture of his feet, but his package was fully in view. Oh,
0: of course! He... <laughs> Damn, oh, Jr.
1: He's just so hilarious.
0: Yeah, I mean, because here's the other thing too. With Jr. is like. Once again, do I think he's the best person for A.W.'s commentary? No, I don't. I, I think by a long run, because I think there's a lot of people that are, like, way more tapped in to, like, what... Like, just kind of what's going on a bit better with, with that company in particular. But he would be such a huge asset to keep as a as a talent liaison, as someone who commentates just, like, the big matches, kind of like Mauro Ranallo um, yeah. does, you know, sometimes where he comes in just as, like, the one big match... And another thing, he is perfect for those sit-down interviews, like with Darby and Ethan Page. Oh
1: man, that was great! Talk about a dynamic! That was a fabulous interview. Ethan Page did fantastic.
0: Yes, yeah, I couldn't agree more. That was that that sit-down. It, see, what it was, and I know they were going for this, but it was kind of similar to back in the day. He did that really famous sit-down with with The Rock and Steve Austin before WrestleMania 17. And
1: yes.
0: they, I got similar vibes from that, where, like, the promo, obviously this isn't on the same level of that, like, you know, WrestleMania 17 is arguably the, the, the most successful pay-per-view ever. And, like, the I think the Raw rating after, the night after uh, WrestleMania 17 was something like 7 or 8 million viewers. I mean, that was when wrestling was at its absolute hottest. Yeah. Um, but the passion was definitely there with Darby and, and Ethan and J.R. See, that's the thing. Like, I think a lot of people get on this, this whole, like, screw Jr. He's bad for AEW. Like, you, you got to get rid of this guy. It's like, he might not be the best for their commentary, but he can still contribute really, really, really well to the company. Like, I do not want to see J.R. not in AEW. I just, I just don't want to hear I don't want to hear him making these kind of mistakes or sounding lost. He sounds lost on commentary often, where like it's just clear he doesn't. I think he's trying his best, but I but oh, there's he's not phoning it in by any means. No, not at all. But he's so you know, he's old and, and he has there's he's there's a... this right. What's that? He's had strokes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, he's been through. He's been through shit. I mean, like
1: uh, someone. His
0: someone mentioned that Jr. gets, you know, horny on, uh... On, oh, he does. Which he does, but, I mean, the guy... You know what happened to his wife, right? Yes, she, I mean,
1: she crashed her Vespa.
0: Just complete out of the blue, boom, love of your life's gone. You know, like, I can't even imagine. You know what I mean? Like, it's just one of those things where, like, I'm not sitting here going, like, anyone who has any kind of tragedy can, like, be... He's not being, like, over... He's not crossing lines. He's not, like, sending unsolicited... I don't know about that picture you were talking about, but that sounded like a complete accident. But... Yeah, it's a accident. <laughs> <sentence>. But... <Idiot. laughs> but you know what I mean? He's not, like, crossing lines. Like, I don't have any problem with it. I mean, shit. If I was a 60-year-old dude like him or whatever, and, like... You have the internet, like, you know what I mean? Like, think about him when he was coming up, like, as, like, a like a kid and a teenager. Now you get on Twitter and, like, the hottest women in the world are just posting, like, the sexiest pictures of themselves on Twitter. It's like, and he's just scrolling through that. And every, every now and then he throws a little cowboy dude emoji yeah. out there. Who cares? You know? Who cares?
1: He's not being gross.
0: No, and it would be a thing. Like, you would know if he was a creep. The way the yeah. wrestling community works, like, he would be... Hashtag whatever the the phrases for whatever you know movements going on at the moment. Like he would be he'd be in that if like he was an actual creep. Like people people get called out left and right at this point when they're actually worth being called out. You know what I mean? As
1: yes, they should. Oh yeah because... yeah yeah
0: yeah. No, I'm not I'm not I'm not saying they should. not I'm just saying like oh, yeah. oh, I think no. I think Jr would definitely get called out if, if that was the case.
1: Oh yeah. He's um, just a he's just an old man. He's doing his thing. Not hurting anybody.
0: hundred percent. hundred percent. Absolute legend. Best commentator in history, in my opinion.
1: Yeah.
0: And, um, and y'all, I know that, uh, we're a lot of thumbs ups. I just noticed that. Thank you so much. If there's anyone yeah. in here right now that hasn't done that, we really appreciate the thumbs ups, um, on we're the really videos.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, yeah. It helps the algorithm a lot. It, it really, it really makes it to where it just, it gets out there to more, you know, like-minded pro wrestling fans. Helps us grow our little community here. Um, well, any other uh, thoughts on the Malachi Black debut or anything else from Dynamite that you'd like to talk about um, before we get out of here?
1: Let's see. What should we talk about? Um, I can
0: scroll through here, too, and see if there's anything that kind of catches your eye.
1: I don't really want to mention the incident because I don't want to give it too much attention. So. I know
0: what you're talking about.
1: Yeah. So, um, yeah, stupid. um, Dumb. But I literally anyways. don't
0: even know what you're talking about. What? For, for the AEW. Yeah, there was an incident in the ring. I think of what you're talking about. During
1: the Jericho MJF segment.
0: Oh, okay. Hold on. I I will say one thing about that. If you, if anyone saw that or see, or his, I'm not going to give the guy, I know why you don't want to bring it, you want to give the guy attention. I get that. Um, That's why I'm not going to say his name or anything, but like, if there are people out there that saw what this moron did and see what he's been doing since don't do that
1: don't don't don't
0: do that like that is the these people are so lucky that they are not getting it a thousand times worse when they make those kind of moves like right and and part of me wishes they'd keep the camera on these people so that like we could see the result of like what happens when but i also don't want them getting the extra publicity of being on camera in front of millions of people
1: you want them to be publicly shamed but you don't want them to get the attention
0: right and that's the problem with this current person you're talking about is they're using it to try to build internet cloud and that's that's and
1: they're getting it sadly
0: and that's pathetic because that's going to create copycats and and that's and i mean that's why i say that it should be even worse like we see the few punches thrown here and there i loved back when as, i say i loved oh this is the only part of it i loved when that dude came at Bret Hart a couple years ago. Yeah. And then, yeah. Uh, yeah, Cash Wheeler came around the corner. Yes. <laughs> um but, uh, but, yeah, I uh, no, I agree. We don't have to give that any more, any more uh, attention. But I'm glad you, you mentioned that because I want to throw that out there. If there's anyone who listens to this that's even considering something like that, don't do it. It's, it is so stupid. So stupid.
1: He literally did it for attention from, like, his faves. I don't want to mention their names either. And he got literally completely buried by his faves and blocked by his faves. Like, how much more of a stupid idiot can you be?
0: I thought that was hilarious. That was the best. That was the best. Actually, that was the best part of the whole thing. Yeah, I he, <laughs> he tweeted at, like, these, these people. You know, I I will bring up the one because this is so funny. If, if there was one way of getting people to turn around on Jim Cornette, that was it. You know what I mean? It's like It's like everyone hates the dude, but, like,
1: but Kenny, I made a really good point. He was like, maybe you should like let up on the internet gimmick a little bit because people are clearly taking it way too seriously.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I and I think that I agree with that too. Yeah. Um But yeah, so. I, I just thought it was funny because also like Jericho and Cornette are at odds now too. They they were longtime friends for for decades, and now they don't like each other either. But even Jericho is like yo, like Jim Cornette would, would shove that tennis racket up your ass, bro. Like,
1: like. Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> so I think it's funny that like the, the only positive that came out of that entire situation was maybe some people that like we've turned on over the years for good reason. Well, maybe yeah. they'll be seen in a little bit more positive light and maybe they can kind of change the way that they go about things a little bit too. Because that's also got to feel kind of good, also, uh, if you're someone like that, where, like, you say a bunch of dumb stuff all the time, and rightfully you get a lot of hate for it, like, rightfully so, but, like, then you say something that people, like, finally are like, you know what, that's damn right, like, okay, now you got the opening, like, if you want to kind of mend, start mending fences,
1: yeah. (laughs) like, you
0: know, but, um, (laughs) yeah, that was... (laughs) And yeah Bill's mafia says he deserves no praise. he cultivated the environment hundred percent he's 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 a shock jock. that's all it is it it's no it's no yeah. different than like when Howard Stern was doing his thing trying to get people to talk about him and stuff and and all that it's the same it's the same thing
1: I think it is like a good point and i th- and I don't want like and I think this is like a separate point and I think that this incident does really show though the consequences of like the modern day i w c like Because especially after, like, being locked inside for over a year, like, people are taking this shit way too seriously. There are a lot of people who clearly can't see the difference between, like, this is not real life and, like, the lines have been blurred far too much. And I think that it is. And it's really, really, really super scary um, because there are people that are not going to be able to, like, distinguish that, you know go outside, take a walk. Right. It's going like marinate themselves in this environment. Like you see some of the passionate WWE fans, how blindly faithful they are and just how they skew everything. And AEW fans as well. I'm sure. Sure. sure it's, it is something to be said that maybe people should not obsess and take this as seriously as they do. And like, I think Kenny Omega did kind of have a point, but yeah, it's interesting, and hopefully it doesn't happen again. And hopefully they hire Atlas Security, because Atlas Security, that would have never happened. Just saying. Yeah.
0: Wait, um, is that what WWE uses?
1: No. Well, Atlas Security, they they were the ones that were uh, – I think they were WCW, too. But um, they uh, they did security for StarCast and stuff, and they were great. Okay. They were tech. They did it for um, both the Starcast I worked at and was at and they were fantastic and they they were really good so i just hire more security
0: yeah yeah for sure be safe Uh, better safe than sorry for sure um and if you're a fan thinking about doing this just know you're gonna get your ass kicked you're gonna probably spend some time in jail and um
1: i'll do it please
0: it's not it's just not worth doing 100 percent
1: Imagine spending money, your hard-earned money, to travel there, buy a ticket, support the, support the company. Like, yeah, they can't really support the company by buying a ticket. <laughs> like, well, I don't the know. reason
0: they're so lucky that they're not getting it worse is because you have to, at least the way that I look at it, I might be wrong, I might, I might, but it's just the way I look at it. You don't know what that person has, so like, your, you know what I mean, like on them. So like, if someone comes at you and you're in a performance, and someone's essentially, you know, you for better lack of a better word, attacking you, like, you're lucky you're not getting like, really, really beat down. Like, right. because you're, I'm going into that situation assuming you have a knife, or something, like, you're, like, it's not just if me and you one-on-one, hand-to-hand combat. If you're willing to combat. go
1: all way to the ring, you're willing to go all the way, you know what I mean?
0: Yes. Issa... XOXO from the big dog and I, oh, Little Roman.
1: Oh, we love you, Issa. Hopefully you're feeling better. I'm still sick.
0: <laughs> oh, I do not know Issa was sick.
1: <clears throat> yeah, she said she's been dealing with some crud, so...
0: Uh, sorry to hear that. Love both y'all. Issa and Roman, they're the best.
1: Yeah, we love you so much.
0: Yeah, I've still got Little Roman as the background of my computer here. Yeah. Like, he's still, uh... Yeah, I saw... It's so funny. It's so funny. I always talk about it whenever she comes in here. But like these pictures and videos of her dog, and the same with your daughters too. It's so funny. I mean, I, I know it's it's weird to compare like someone's dog and someone's actual <clears throat> children, but <laughs> but I have such a connection I... with these little Yorkies from having one growing up that like when I see these little these like little videos of like Roman like not wanting to get out of bed and stuff, I'm just like, it makes me so happy. Like, it's, like, this, it's one of the few things that, like, is guaranteed to put a smile on my face. So, um, yeah, love it. And same with the picture that you sent of, uh, I don't know if you want me saying your name anymore. It sounded like you didn't want that out
1: there. I realize that we've said it before. Yeah, I
0: know on here. I don't really talk, I don't type about it on Twitter. Yeah, like,
1: not on Twitter, but but
0: on here it's fine. When you send me pictures of Savannah, it's the same thing. It's like, oh, my God, this is so, it's just so sweet. You know what I mean? Like.
1: Uh it really is the same thing honestly like the the love and connection you feel honestly good. um I'm definitely before. a big proponent of um like dogs and cats is like people some that's can be people's kids because you know of situations
0: Yeah well, which I agree with too like I mean like I it's this might once again might sound kind of crazy but like I can <laughs> I considered, like, Kirby was the name of, of our of our Yorkie. Yeah. I consider him like he was a brother. Like, when we, like, when me and my brother, my actual brother, Brian, uh, talk about Kirby or, like, we bring him up or like, talk about for our family or whatever, like, I literally like, I, he, he was our brother. Like, Kirby was, was us. Yeah. Like, and it felt like we had to, you know, unfortunately we had to put him down. You know, I, you know, he got old and all that stuff. But, like, it felt like like one of my brothers is gone you know what i mean like that was, he was so important to our little family that like so when i see stuff like roman who like looks so much like kirby it's like it's just great that they have that uh that they have each other you know and this yeah. is so hot too isn't that so cool yeah. like you like this super hot chick he's got this really cute little dog like yeah it's the, it's the perfect, perfect package oh yeah <laughs> My my brother, my brother who's not quite as like sappy as I am about it, he's always like because I'll show him pictures and he'll always be like, shut up about the dog, like why aren't you trying to get with that chick, like what are you, what are you doing, talking about the dog all the time. <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, so, <laughs> it's so funny. Yeah, we love Issa and Roman.
0: I love yeah both y'all, both y'all are great. Um, and you know what else is great? the announcement what? of John Moxley versus the machine gun Carl Anderson mm-hmm. for next week on Dynamite that is that's an awesome matchup it is going to it's going sh- to show a lot of people that might not know Carl Anderson is like i've also, i've honestly always thought this i think Carl Anderson's a way better singles wrestler than he is with the good brothers mm-hmm. so what do you think about this matchup i'm pretty pumped for it
1: i'm super hyped for this i think it's going to be great like i said i really like having these U.S. Championship for New Japan matches on here, I think that it's a really great exposure for North American fans to see kind of a New Japan-style match. And I think that this, like, especially last time, you know, you had a New Japan, like, a a very popular New Japan wrestler in there. But now you have someone who was in WWE, who is facing a former world champion WWE, facing someone who was also in WWE, who's now in Impact, so it's a very familiar face on American soil, so you've got two familiar faces going after a a championship in a company that I would say the casual fan is not very familiar with, and I think it's great exposure for new japan i love i love all this forbidden door stuff I think it's great i I really think that this is the future of pro wrestling all these companies kind of uniting together not against w w e but um kind of to be the, the great alternative to wwe you know what i mean yeah give them another option and just they're like why don't we work together to show people all of our different products on one main stage and i think AEW is the perfect place to do that and i think AEW is the perfect place for this match and it's going to be great and i'm really really excited for it
0: do you think moxley retains or do you think they like you know like a big you know kind of surprise carl anderson actually gets to win here
1: that's a good question because i mean you you've got You've got Mox who, you know, has a baby. I'm sure he's he's not over his modified paternity leave. I mean, I, I would imagine he wants to spend more time at home. However, it would be interesting because, you know, you've got Kenny Omega with the Impact titles. And, I mean, maybe give an Impact guy the New Japan title. So, I... That might be worth doing, because then you've kind of got, you know, the elite with all these belts. That could be something. I feel like that could definitely happen.
0: Yeah. I mean, my, my prediction is still Moxley, but I think that they're going to do a good job of, like, creating some reasonable doubt during the match that Anderson okay. has a chance.
1: Heck, I've got it right now. The match ain't even started.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be I'm – I'm looking forward to that. I love that Moxley is still – defending that title and then then to your point too about like the forbidden door and stuff Mm -hmm. it's without saying too much and also i know that like sean's kind of like thrown some kind of like things out there to twitter kind of a little bit but like i'm telling y'all because i've been saying it for like the last year where i'm like i just i've been like strongly hinting at like i really think that like mlw and like ring of honor and nwa and like these other like there's like when fans are back like, this Forbidden Door thing hasn't even got started yet. Like, yeah. Like, for people that, that are, like, down on it or whatever, or, or talking trash, oh, we only got, like, oh, Private Party came to Impact, oh, that's it, like, big Forbidden Door. Like, well, they're, you don't think that they're saving, like, the really cool stuff for when there's arenas full of fans back in, yeah. the, state, in the seats? Like, same with WWE, for what it's worth. Like, I do think WWE is going to come out with better stuff than they've been doing the last year, because fans will be back. But I don't think it's going to be anything near what we're about to be seeing. If all these other companies start doing crossovers like I'm, I'm thinking they're going to, oh my god, things are about to be awesome.
1: Yeah. It's going to be... It's exciting times. And I'm... Pro Wrestling's back, nature's healing. That's how I really feel that way. And I feel like I'm really hoping that this is a boom period. Not only for you know AEW and all these other companies respectively, but also for WWE. Because, obviously, when they do better, we do better. And I feel like the IWC is a little bit happier. And people aren't as mean. I just I really feel like hopefully there's a boom period and people get back into professional wrestling. Because it certainly – that show last night – or not last night. That show two nights ago, that Dynamite, it felt so different. Like, I love Daily's Place. Don't get me wrong. They've done a really good job with it. But, damn, it felt so good to have, like, an organic – natural crowd back it was so fantastic it just awesome. felt different
0: awesome awesome um yeah it was a life trick from from start to finish and also you got stuff like hangman page like he is yeah. still so over and like that's like that's what you want to see you know what i mean it's like the the yeah. people they've been building with no fans are over with the fans like that's huge
1: that's, that's when huge. you know they've done it right
0: right because i do have a fear that when WWE gets back rolling a good amount of the people they've built as the baby faces, like the main baby faces of their show aren't going to be, it's not going to be like that. And, yep. and that's going to be interesting to see how they deal with it. Also, I saw someone in the chat <coughs> just really quickly, because I don't want to forget to mention it. Um, they mentioned Ring of Honor Best in the World. That's tomorrow. Um, if you want to watch the show, it's on Fight TV. I don't know how expensive the show is, I, I but I want to bring it up because Fight TV... They have been hooking it up for me lately. Like, I, I got to show them a ton of love. Like, I'm always showing love to independentwrestling.tv because I've got, you know, my promo code with them. But, like, Fight TV, if you're not on Fight TV, like, I, I, it's a little different, right? It's not quite, like, subscription-based with everything the same way. It's a lot of individual pay-per-views and in, in bundles and stuff. But, like, Best in the World is going to be a damn good show. I'm really looking forward to Rouge vs. Bandito. And uh, Mike Bennett versus Jonathan Gresham. I think both of those matches are badass. So, um, and there's more than just that. So, just wanted to throw that out there, too. Fight TV is where you should watch uh, Ring of Honor's Best in the World tomorrow. I'll be doing predictions on the Weekender podcast tomorrow. And then next Sunday, I'll review the show. So, throwing that out there. Ring of Honor, they're they're, still still flying under the radar. Don't have quite the buzz most of the other companies do. But they have really, really solid in-ring wrestling and stories that make sense. And this is the last thing I'll say about it because this applies to all wrestling and my entire, my entire philosophy on what I want as a wrestling fan. All I'm asking for, and this is why I'm so down on the WWE, all I'm asking for as a fan, all I'm asking for is storylines that make sense and good matches. That's it. Like, I don't care if it's the most predictable story ever. I don't care. I, I hope Hangman Page wins the title. It's the most obvious person to beat Kenny Omega. We've been saying it for a year. Yes. but th- but it's just the it's just the right story that makes sense and you know the match is going to be great yeah like i don't care if it's predictable and and every now and then throw me a surprise like like malachi black popping in or something i mean yeah. like i can still be surprised and i can still get stories that make sense that that result in good matches that's all i'm asking for like and i feel like that's like the simplest ask in wrestling like i'm very I'm a very easy guy to please when it comes to wrestling it's when he's throwing all the other bullshit on top of it, that that drives me away. So yeah. Um. Anyways, just want to throw that out there.
1: Did you see Kenny? Kenny, that bastard's super chat. Uh,
0: it says the IWC. I want you to get. <laughs> <laughs> the Internet Wrestling Community. I, I'm assuming you were trolling Kenny, but uh, but if you weren't, he answered the Internet Wrestling Community, which is a thing that. I've been seeing more people tweet about that lately. That's been a thing since like ninety five right like this isn't a new, a new term
1: different because it it wasn't as prominent and it wasn't as readily accessible as it is, and it was a much smaller community sure that's just like hilarious to me like back in my day that's it's that's literally the new like I walked fifteen miles in the snow
0: <laughs> yeah, that's true. I'm over here like I was on the AOL message boards in 95. Like, we called it the internet wrestling community back then. Like, but I'm also, uh, I don't know what you call them. Boomer, I guess. I don't We're not old enough to be boomers, are we? What are we? Aren't we? Millennials? I don't even know. We're definitely not Gen Z. I know that much. No, no, we're not. Um, No, we're not. But but that's the thing. Because also, people might not remember, like, in, like, the... Like, around, like, 2006, 2007 and stuff, um, guys like Bill and Doug, who Doug's one of my podcast partners, guys like him literally sparked what was known as the YWC, the Wrestling Internet Community. And that was... um, Or, sorry, the YouTube Wrestling Community. And and that was the same kind of thing, but the only reason they came up with the YWC was because the IWC was a thing for so long. So it's, like... But so it is funny to see people that are, like, just now calling at the IWC, but I also don't, like, have a problem with it. It's not not like I, like, have any kind of issue. I just think it's kind of, it's just kind of funny. It's, it's like, it's like, it's like a joke. It's like if someone came, it's like, honestly, it'd be like if someone came up to me right now and was like, hey, I got a joke that you've probably never heard before. Like, you want to, you ready to laugh your ass off? And I'm like, oh, yeah, man, give it to me. They're like, why did the chicken cross the road? (laughs) To get to the other side. And I'm like, that's the oldest joke Ever, that's new to you. (laughs)
1: Uh,
0: But anyways, I'm just I'm just glad that there's a lot of wrestling. That's the thing too. Back then, like you mentioned, Jesse, it wasn't nearly as accessible. You had to really, really seek out
1: the wrestling,
0: the internet wrestling community. Now it's basically just integrated into all social media. So
1: search a hashtag for you know Monday Night Raw, and you're deep in the IWC.
0: Keddy says they have the same initials you can't tell me it isn't i want chicken um
1: if you dream hard enough
0: yeah hey it could be to you if you it want chicken
1: be- if you want chicken that can be your iwc
0: or the I- IWC. either fluid. way i want fluid. chicken you want chicken
1: it's fluid man it don't have to be one thing or the other yes well in and out depending on your mood
0: um, anything else from this show that we should talk about? I think we covered, uh, most of the base stuff pretty well. So um
1: uh, main event was really good. That was fun. Yes. Young and Kingston and Penta. That was really, really good. Happy to see fans back. You know what I really liked? Just really quick. I liked the hard cam being on the ramp. I thought that was interesting.
0: Yeah, I like that, too.
1: Yeah, it looked really good. Um... I also feel like that takes away from, like, seats. And also, congrats to All Out for selling out. Yes. Right. So.
0: In like, ten minutes?
1: <laughs> yeah, they're going to have to do bigger arenas eventually.
0: Oh, all the AEW haters.
1: I know. Like, yeah. So, so the tickets are cheaper. It's like, well, you know what?
0: It wouldn't have mattered.
1: Honestly, like, people who hate a company that much, whether it be AEW or WWE, it's not worth engaging with those kind of accounts. Like seriously, it's not worth engaging because you're not going to win. They're doing it just for like attention and clout and it's you are talking to a brick wall essentially. Sure. Like don't give those kind of people attention. Please, I'm begging you guys. I've learned the hard way, trust me. <laughs> yeah, you have. Yeah. <laughs> I have learned the hard way. Do not just ignore it. Just ignore just it. Ignore let it. them be sad and miserable and go like just let them go poop in a corner. Let them be sad. Enjoy your show. Enjoy it for yourself. You don't have to make anyone else enjoy it. That's what I'm saying.
0: Exactly. I couldn't agree more. Like, that's, that's always been a big thing for me is, like... There was even Dude. something last night while I was, like, tweeting about one of the indie shows. Like, someone said something that was, like... It was, kind. Of, it was like, negative towards me, like, during it. And I was just literally, like... I just didn't respond. Like, there's just no... And if he would have kept doing it, I would have just muted him. You know what I mean? It's just, like, yeah. I don't... I just don't... And once again, you are talking to a brick wall. Like, it's, there's no... Yeah. There's no debate or no, like, conversation. It's just, no matter what you say, the more you say, the more they're going to hate, and the more they're going to keep talking about it. Um, exactly. like, like, me and Doug had this dude coming at us for a minute, like, like messaging, not, he couldn't directly message us, but he was, he was tweeting about me and him, like, about all this really weird stuff. It was, like, yeah. it was about how me and him, like, bone each other in the shower, and, like, oh, my it God. was, dude, this guy, like, something was something was wrong with this dude or but i but I, I mean doug's like hitting me up like yo like i gotta put this guy in his place pretty much we didn't really say that but i could tell kind of he he it was, was yeah. having a hard time biting his tongue about it and i was like yo like neither of us should say a word about it at all like and this was months ago that's the only reason i'm bringing it up now because i doubt this person's even paying attention at this point but it's like we said nothing back and the next thing we knew dude's account was like he took the account down. Like he realized he wasn't, we weren't feeding the troll and he wound up like just like deleting the account. And then was like, okay, see, I'm glad we didn't like go back and forth with this guy and then give him more attention. And like, it's just, just, yeah, no attention. Sorry, dude. Um, there was a, Oh yeah. then The last thing before we get out of here that I just wanted to bring up because me and you had talked about it a little bit, uh, pre-show, was WWE's announcement that they're gonna be doing the Rolling Loud. Um oh and by the way, I thought the AEW main event was really, really good also. Like I didn't yeah. want to lost that, but like that, that, that match ruled. So and it ruled last week too with the same teams. Like awesome stuff. And um by the way, that was the first time that a champion had actually lost an AEW in a non title match. And it took like two years to do something like that, which I have no problem with. Because mm-hmm. I saw some people that were like the Young Bucks lost an on-title match. Now they're just like the WWE. They're 50-50 booking, and both. it happened one time in the last two years. Yeah, like that's what makes it special and exciting when you see it happen because it happens so rarely. When you when you're watching Raw, the champion gets beat, and then he beats the next, and then he beats that person, and then they have the third match. And like <clears throat> last night, I was considering like even though I was watching all these other shows, I saw like the SmackDown lineup on my Twitter, and I was like. Cesaro and South Rollins, I've every time I've watched WWE in the last year, I feel like I've seen this match. Like yeah. think, you know, it's just the same thing over and over and over. But anyways, when it comes to WWE, the Rolling Loud announcement, that, that's the name of the, the festival, right?
1: Yeah, I think so.
0: Or the shows or whatever. I'll say this. Look, do I have a problem with the WWE doing that? Absolutely not. I, I understand what they're trying to do. They wanna they wanna broaden their audience, they wanna go after more casual viewers, they want to um They want to continue to integrate themselves into other big brands. I've been saying this for a while. Nick Khan, all I see in that guy is cost-cutting measures, make the company look as profitable as as possible. That's his job. And to get them more crossover into mainstream properties, like Rolling Loud. Like, you know, if they can get into like Marvel movies or or children's cartoons. What? What was that?
1: Star Wars, Sasha Banks. Right,
0: yeah, all that kind of stuff, right? Like, that's that's what I think Nick Khan is there to do, and that's what I think the actual future of the company is. The, the future of the company is a children's brand that crosses over with other children's brands. Because their mindset, I think, is there's always going to be new groups of kids. Whether we lose them after a certain age or not, there's always going to be more yeah. kids coming. And then those kids are going to have parents, and we're going to be selling multiple tickets to shows, and the parents are going to buy them the... The merchandise and blah 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 so they basically said we don't care about the 18 to 35 demo like like the aw can have that we're going to continue to focus on children and their parents which is fine totally fine yeah but but my thing is like you're going to go to rolling loud and it's going to be this big audience of people and like maybe two or three percent of that entire audience is going to care at all that there's wrestling happening
1: they care more if they're going for the show come on it's been a year no one's been to a concert in a year you really think they're going to care about wrestling
0: Well, the people that are paying attention most of them are just going to be like this is fake or lame or you know what i mean like it's yeah there's a
1: fake
0: that's going to be i mean a bunch of people on drugs and and drunk and like they're going to be watching something they have no interest in seeing um no
1: idea
0: now will a few people maybe start tuning in because of it maybe And that's what I think the whole point is, right? It's like, we'll try to find some new viewers. But my my thing is, like, you have an entire, (laughs) you have this giant group of fans that at this point are basically, like, making a big part of, like, the AEW hardcore audience. Like, a big part of AEW's audience really is former WWE fans, like, this is, I'm talking about myself, basically, here. People Mm -hmm. that watched WWE for 30 years and are just, like, why am I doing this to myself still? There's all these other options and we're all in, 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 the reason, you know, it's happening is because the raw ratings are so low that like that's, those are the people leaving. They're leaving to watch AEW or they're leaving to watch mixed martial arts. Then that's, that's where we're all heading. We're, yeah. You know, it, I have to say it a thousand times. If you're an adult who watches the WWE, there's no problem with that. If yeah. you just have to accept you're watching a kid's show The same way that I accept that I'm watching when I watch the Mighty Ducks or the Little Giants or any of these children's shows or movies that I love and I still love as an adult but I go into it knowing I'm watching a children's show. That is what you're doing when you watch WWE Raw. You are watching a children's show. Now that all being said why why wouldn't you take that energy and that focus and those resources that you're going to be using to try to find new wrestling fans at a music concert? Why would you? Yeah. Why wouldn't you focus on getting back fans like me who who the on The spend money, right? We're, we're still wrestling fans. Like like it's like the WWE. They're trying to do anything they can to be anything other than a pro wrestling company.
1: It's it, it, entertainment, bro.
0: Right? Which is which? Once again, that's their prerogative, and that's fine. But it's like, AEW and WWE—they are not the same thing. Like like. WWE is a is an entertainment company that also has wrestling. Yes. AEW is a wrestling company that also has entertainment. Yep, it's it's two different things. And the in the saddest thing in the world is that the WWE has a talent roster that can cater to all of it. Like mm-hmm. they have good enough people and enough good people that they there <laughs> there is no reason outside of horrific writing and stupid gimmicks and stories. That I should stop watching Raw. Like, it's pathetic that you've lost me as a fan after 30 years. That's pathetic, WWE. <laughs> like, you have McIntyre and Lashley and Riddle and Orton and AJ. And you got these new guys like Omos. You got guys like Adam Cole, Kyle O'Reilly, Ciampa, Gargano, Karrion Cross. You got you got Daniel Bryan, Roman Reigns, Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn. Is I can go... Brian uh,
1: what's that? Is Daniel Bryan back?
0: Well, sorry. I... You had Daniel Bryan. Oh I, 10, 10. sorry. But but the the point is Cesaro, Seth Rollins, I mean you go on and on and on. And even the new guys. You got Blake Christian, Alex Zane, uh Asher Hale, um, even this like Ike Minjiro guy has potential in two oh five live, like you have all you have you have such a stacked roster and you're only catering to children. Like yeah. But and, and you're going to take that energy and bring it to a, a music festival in front of non-wrestling fans instead of just taking what you already have and just making the stories a little bit more interesting and the matches a little bit better and not just giving me the same match every every week all week like it's it's on i just can't i shouldn't say i can't believe it because i i it isn't surprising but it's just shame. one of those things where it's like shame it's like why wouldn't why wouldn't there's a we're all right here still we're all right here, just waiting for it to get better. But we just, but we stopped watching. Like, you got to get us back.
1: Oh, no. There's a fart. There's a poopy. <laughs> a a well,
0: there you go. i probably a good sign to get out of here.
1: Yeah, we do have a <coughs> chat, though, from Kenny, that bastard. He says, WWE rolling loud, Wiz, introducing Sasha. Wiz laugh. Ta-ha-ha-ha. Get up for your girl, Sasha Banks. Ta-ha-ha. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we love it, Kenny. Love it. Love it.
0: Yes. Thank yeah, you, thank, thank you, Kenny. Kenny. You
1: rock my man.
0: In Jackson, this is a good, good question, and this is one that I definitely want to get to just before we get out of here. I asked about uh, SmackDown being a kids show because I called Raw a kids show. I think Raw is one hundred percent a kids show, right? It's it's rated PG. It's got a a, a doll who attacks people and stuff, uh, slime and hopscotch, with <laughs> with with SmackDown. That's definitely more adult oriented and seems a little bit more like a sport. The problem with that though isn't isn't the product itself it's Uh, that there's a big fan base of people like me that there's better independent wrestling on on friday nights consistently that are going to take us away from watching raw or from watching smackdown so and and also the roster i think smackdown's roster is is significantly better than raw's roster as far as like overall talent um and that's also why i think they need to end the brand split that's a whole other conversation in itself but like for someone like me who just you know, I'm not going to watch SmackDown because I have all this other indie wrestling that I want to watch that I like better. But I'd watch Raw if, if you know, Roman Reigns was on Raw and Cesaro and 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 Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn and all these guys. Like, if if they flip flop the rosters, like if SmackDown's roster was on Raw on Mondays, I'd probably watch the show, even though the the writing hasn't been great. The SmackDown writing. Once again, I've only, I've only been watching the pay per views for the last handful of months. But it seems to me like the stories and the matches that I'm getting out of the SmackDown brand are almost always better than what I'm seeing from the Raw brand.
1: Not to mention commentary is way better.
0: Oh, okay. That, I mean, I, I that that would make sense, too. I don't even know who they have on commentary. Pat
1: McAfee, my man. Oh, that's
0: right. Yeah, I love Pat. Oh, I'm so, wearing one of his shirts right now. This is a Pat McAfee shirt.
1: Um, there we go.
0: Yeah. No, I love Pat. I just, I hate that I don't get to see him. Yeah. I know.
1: I mean, I'm just saying, but yeah, I, and I think also get well soon, Bailey. The Bailey injury kind of really, shoo, 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 she kind of shoo, showed how depleted the SmackDown roster is, especially on the women's division side. So I think you're right. I think you just got to end this damn grand split. I'm tired of it.
0: Yeah. It is just not accomplishing what their what the goal is. Like, it it always works a little bit at the beginning. Like, when yeah when they did the first brand split and we got the SmackDown six out of it, like the the Guerreros, uh Benoit Edge, um, Rey Mysterio, uh, that whole group. And then you also had uh there was uh that was also the era where like John Cena started and he was on SmackDown and like you had ways for like, you know, Randy Orton got a push on Raw because like there was spots for him and stuff like there's there are benefits to the brand split, but they seem to be very, very short term. When they brought the brand split back the last time, it gave you know AJ Styles got a run with the WWE Championship, uh, Dolph Ziggler got a big push again that people would wanted to see. Um, there there are uh, Braun Strowman got a big push on Raw, which at the time was pe- something people wanted to see. So once again at the beginning it worked a little bit, but mm-hmm. and we're at a point right now where we have to be honest with ourselves. Even if you're a big WWE fan, all they have is Roman. Like if we're talking actual stars, right? Was Roman like Drew McIntyre is probably their second biggest guy, and he's like he's not a champion. Well, right. I mean, you could say Lashley too, but I think that I think that McIntyre would probably be more valuable long term than Lashley because I think that like I think yeah. <laughs> I love Lashley and I think he's a great sure. great guy to be their champion, but <laughs> I think that McIntyre is just going to be there longer. It's just a personal uh, feeling of okay. mine. Like I'm not saying like Lashley's leaving anytime yeah. soon but I could see McIntyre being like a main guy for them for the next like decade plus. And they've really built him big time over the last year. But my point really is like, you got Roman here and then you got drew and drew and Lashley to be fair, like right around here. And then mm-hmm. everyone else. I mean, it's like, I feel
1: like Bobby Lashley would be more of a name. Had they not freaking broken up the hurt business for no reason.
0: Yeah, I haven't seen the show since they've done that. Um, I heard that he's coming out with like women now, though instead. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I hope I hope for his sake it works out. I mean, I, I am a Lashley. Guy. I, I very strongly wanted him to win the title, and I'm glad he did. Um, but yeah, so, so. uh going
1: to get going because my uh, my oldest is gonna be home soon. Oh,
0: there you go. Okay, let's uh, let's wrap yeah. this up. Yeah, if you want to tell everyone kind of what to do, and yeah. Jesse, I'll get our sponsors pulled up.
1: Absolutely. Well, we thank you guys. This was like a really good chat. Like I, I've been kind of obviously preoccupied with doing the show and taking care of a baby, but I've been keeping an eye on the chat and it's been absolutely fantastic. And we love you guys. We appreciate you guys. Oh, also we did have a super chat from Kenny, that bastard again. He said, WB has a the talent. They need tribal chief Jesse rains. That is hilarious. <laughs> Hire me, WWE, and then just don't release me right away after doing it. I would love some <laughs> WWE money. I know you guys got that bag, so I'd appreciate it. Thank you, Kenny. Um, but we do love this chat. You guys are freaking great. You make great points. You guys talk with each other like freaking grown adults. Yes. And you have healthy conversations and debates, and we love you guys. And we want more people like that. So if you could please consider giving this video a thumbs up and subscribing. It's absolutely free. You don't have to do anything. to pay nothing. It really does help the channel. It gets like minded, amazing folks like you guys in the chat, in, engaging with us, having a good time. It really does mean a lot to us. So, yeah, if you could like subscribe if you haven't already. And if you want if you really like what you've seen, hit that like button. It would really mean a lot to us. And, yeah, so, and we also have some sponsors too.
0: Yes, I echo everything Jesse just said. Thank y'all. I mean, we have a, the coolest chat. Like, there's. Yeah. Like, we don't always have, like, the biggest numbers, but, like, the people that we have, it's quality. Which, I, which I'd which ra- i rather have a quality chat than, like, a super big chat of, like, toxicity. So this yeah. is, um, I, we really appreciate y'all a lot. Anyone who sent any super chats our way, thank you so much. Anyone who just spent any of their time today watching this, thank you so much. And me and Jessie will get more consistent with this again, too. Like, her life, she's got a lot going on, obviously. <coughs> I've got some stuff going on as well. So it's, like... at at, at some point we'll get back both of us on camera more consistent again but you know thank you to everybody who's who's stuck around with us throughout everything um including our sponsors like music city toys and collectibles they are the place to be if you like action figures you like vintage magazines or any kind of wrestling wrestling memorabilia autographs eight by tens all that good stuff they're nice people they'll give you fair business They have a retail location at 101 West Main Street in Waterton, Tennessee. That's W-A-T-E-R-T-O-W-N. Waterton, Tennessee. I always say Waterton. It might be Watertown. I'm not sure. It's spelled like Watertown. Either way, that's at 101 West Main Street, Waterton, Tennessee. And they have not just wrestling stuff. They have sports stuff. They have comic book and, like, nerdy stuff. I mean, this is off topic, but just because I'm bringing up comic book and nerdy stuff. I found out last night... Of an independent wrestler called Wrestle Ranger, who dresses up exclusively in Tommy Oliver Power Rangers suits. It's the best wrestling gimmick I've ever seen in my life. Like this guy only does Turbo Red, Mighty Morphin Green, and Mighty Morphin White suits. So like, if you're a nerd like I am, that is
1: incredible. Yeah,
0: and he's like this scuffed-looking Power Ranger. It's so it's great, but. And that just reminded me of that because I like nerdy stuff and Music City Toys and Collectibles has a lot of nerdy stuff for me at a really good, fair price. Um, so check them out. They have sales on, on their Facebook page often. Uh, check out their new website, musiccitytoys.biz and uh, all social media at Music City Toys. Also, shout out to independentwrestling.tv. You can check out the service using code FIGHTTALK, F-I-G-H-T-T-A-L-K, all is one word with no space. Throw that in the promo code spot. And watch yourself some independent professional wrestling. That'll be on IWTV.live or independentwrestling.tv. And I'm going to scroll really fast. These are all promotions that you can find on independentwrestling.tv. I mean, I haven't even scratched the surface. It's going to take me too long to scroll. This, There you go. Look at all these. these are, it's taking time to load. But these are all, all promotions. Some of them have hundreds of shows within each promotion. Some have just one. Some have a few. But a ton of great independent wrestling. Once again, use code fight talk. Shout out to my brother, Brian Jensen. He is a owner of steel boxing and athletics in Atlanta, Georgia, a a small boxing and fitness gym. He can help you reach your goals. If you want to learn how to throw hands, get in better shape, lose weight, compete at an amateur or pro level in MMA, boxing or kickboxing, or if you have any kind of neurological issue, whether it be Parkinson's, MS, dystonia, really anything neurological. Brian is 100% certified to help in those cases as well. Um, he can do everything from, you know, teach you how to, you know, just defend yourself. If someone came at you, he can teach you how to beat someone else. Who's also competing. He can teach you if you're, if your nerves are going on you and you're maybe having some issues, he, he is specialized and and you'd be amazed how many little dexterity exercises you can do with just like your fingers and, and flexibility and stretching and stuff that could really help you out significantly. Um, so Hit up Brian. The best way to get in contact with him is to find him on Instagram. That's at BoxingATL, B-O-X-I-N-G-A-T-L. And, uh, yeah, hit him up. Just let him know that we sent you his way. He'll give you a great deal, as well all of our sponsors, including, last but never least, WrestleRumble.com. The Money in the Bank Pick'em Contest will be opening soon. The prizes, first place, $1,000. Second place and third place, a hundred dollars each, and then they also have a belt raffle going on. For oh my god, they got a lot of stuff. This this just came out today. I I updated the the graphics last night um, for this. Yeah, so they got have
1: an all out raffle too. Yeah.
0: All-out. So they I don't, they got the Solomonster monster um belt raffle. That's only one dollar. That's that's for uh, Jason Solomon, the uh, the YouTuber and podcaster, who's a big part of WrestleRumble. Rumble. And then yeah, they've got win two tickets to all out oh that's right matt the dude that runs restaurant but he bought two extra tickets he uh saw him talking about that yesterday so for one (laughs) that's awesome one dollar entries you might win two tickets to all out this is this is the best website ever um and then they also have a custom art contest only one dollar entries for this that's pretty badass you got the the macho uh, the nwo era macho man Randy Savage the rock and steve austin and the undertaker all in uh all in one room together uh, tearing it up probably enjoying some uh, some pro wrestling on the television so yeah i know i know savannah it's it's exciting so wrestlerumble.com that's where to go get in on the contests get in on the raffles and make sure to follow them on all social media at wrestlerumble and Let's uh let's pull you up on here, Jesse, so you can plug your stuff.
1: Yeah. Uh,
0: I got you on here. Paul Steven Jensen at my side <sighs> Yes.
1: Yeah, there's me and Savannah. <laughs> uh, Is it raining?
0: Huh? Yeah, it's raining. Yeah, oh. I just started raining on my on my end. Um, Lucky, <laughs> but uh, yeah, Jesse, if you want to tell him where uh, okay. to follow you and uh, all that good stuff.
1: Yeah, so um, obviously you can follow me on Twitter at Jesse That's where I live tweet all all the wrestlings and various moments in my life. Like yesterday, my husband saw Carol Baskins at his work. Oh, <laughs> <really>? <laughs> yeah. Well, he he sent me a picture, and I, obviously I'm not going to share it because it would a give away with, where he works, and b I don't want to get him in trouble, but, um, yeah, it did look like her and it's within the area. So it's not that far fetched. So yeah. And then obviously, you know, tweeting about my everyday life and all that stuff, just follow me on Twitter for all sorts of fun unexpected stuff. Um, that's where you can mainly catch me. Definitely. If you want to DM me, don't try and go on my Instagram. Don't try and go on my Facebook. Don't try and DM me on Twitter. I'm not going to respond. I don't deal with that. Don't want to release that negative energy space. You can subscribe to my OnlyFans, OnlyFans.com. That's the way to see more of me. I'm super anxious and hoping to get new content out this month. So you better subscribe because you won't want to miss it. It'll be lots of fun. It's been a while since I've put out some, like, super new content. I've been putting out some stuff that I had in the, in the back burners for a while because I prepared myself. And, uh, yeah, it's about time for some fresh, new, spanking content. And really excited for that, so subscribe now so you don't miss it. at Onlyfans.com/JessieTheBuckeye. Obviously, subscribe to the YouTube channel if you want to get notified when we go live. Obviously, right now with a tropical storm, a sick baby, it's been hard for us to go live on our typical schedule. Hence, why we're doing this today. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, if you if you got if you're subscribed, you got notified and you knew about it, or you followed us on Twitter and you knew there too. But do subscribe, hit that bell, that notification bell, so you get notified of any new. Live videos that really helps, and if you want pizza, if pizza sounds really good to you, and you've got a Papa John's nearby, go ahead and use my discount code Jesse twenty five J E S S I two five no spaces all one word for twenty five percent off your entire Papa John's pizza order. It's a great deal. Use it. You get you get a so, yeah, yes, yes, I'm gonna work it, girl. Yeah, so yes.
0: yeah, um, yeah, use that <laughs> code. I use it all the time. Jesse twenty mm-hmm. five. Great code, 25% off at Papa John's. And uh, if you want to follow me, check it out. FightDoc underscore, F-I-G-H-T-A-L-K underscore. If you click this little link tree uh, button here, it'll take you to, like, everything I got going on. So there you go. And uh, without sitting here and plugging all the stuff, Fightful, got a lot of stuff going on with them this weekend. We have uh, the Fightful Select Weekender podcast. will go up on Sunday. I'll be doing Ring of Honor Best in the World predictions and recapping... A ton of independent wrestling, um, as well as giving predictions for Slammiversary, since that's the following week. And then um, tonight on all Fightful platforms, uh, on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, I think everywhere that you can see video, uh, myself, Jeremy Lambert, and possibly Sean Ross Sapp, still don't know if he's joining with us or not, but uh, it'll be me and Jeremy for sure at least. We'll be on there uh, tonight for the watch-along for UFC 264. We're going live right before the co-main event, right before Gilbert Burns versus Wonderboy Thompson. And, of course, we'll be there for the main event of Dustin Poirier versus Conor McGregor three. Uh, please join us for that. It's going to be a lot of fun. We just hang out, watch the fights. Uh, we kind of sync it up so you know when when we are in and we can't show the fights for obvious reasons, but we we sit there, we let you know where where the timer is at on our screens. So you kind of get it's almost like a fight companion. You get kind of some alternate commentary. It's a lot of fun. We just kind of, we hang out and watch the fights. So uh, so that'll be tonight on all the uh, fightful platforms. So everything else I have going on, uh, whether it be on YouTube right here with Jesse Davin or with uh, RVD Tito for Life with my buddy Doug. All that stuff will be updated on my Twitter once again at Fight Talk underscore. Uh, So that'll do it. Anything else before we sign off, Jesse?
1: No, just hope everyone has a good, safe, fun weekend. (sighs) uh, Oh my god, rest (laughs) the week and hope everyone stays safe and is nice to people and has fun. Yeah.
0: Yes. (laughs) Be safe. Don't drink and drive. We'll be back. Uh, sometime next week to talk about uh, everything else that goes on in the world of professional wrestling so uh, until next time I've been Steven that's Jesse we'll see you next week